We have a challenge every week to look around us to see who's here and who isn't here. Because uh, I noticed a uh, birthday boy last week. He must have celebrated all last week, Jesus. <laughs> so there's several that are not with us today, and we want to find out if they, what their needs might be so we can encourage them, all right? A winter's day in dark December. I am alone gazing from my window to the street below on freshly fallen silent snow. I am a rock. I am an island. I build walls of fortress deep and mighty that none may penetrate. I have no need of friendships. Friendships, they cause pain. It's laughing, it's loving that I disdain. I'm a rock. I'm an island. Now don't talk to me of love. I've heard of that word before. In fact, it is sleeping in my memory. I won't disturb this feeling of slumber that has died. If I had never loved, I would have never cried. I'm a rock. I'm an island. I have books in my poetry to protect me, and I am sheltered in my armor, hiding in my room, safe in my womb. I touch no one. No one touches me. I'm a rock. I'm an island. Rocks feel no pain, islands never cry. The first time I heard that, I thought, man, that is so true, amen? That is so true, down to earth. But the question is, is that the way it is? Is that really the way it is? Let's talk to God. <clears throat> Thank you, Father, for never being a rock or an island, but yet being a strength for us. And God, we don't want to look out, gaze out the window and look at the fresh fallen snow and not see the joy and the blessing that Mountain Man shared of how blessed we are in the country we're in. But Father, we don't want to, just because we've been hurt, we don't want to become a rock. Because most of us here have been hurt, manipulated, somebody said something unkind, and somebody said something that deranged the relationship. But Father, help us to never become a rock or an island. Help us to love like you did, and you are. And God, how your son, Jesus, continues to love us. Help us to grow up and mature and keep loving others like we love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. In 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 20, but how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you. Now let me read that again. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth, and when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. 
He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Man, does the world need to hear that? Just like we get to hear that. The world needs to hear that instead of the retaliation. And every time we turn around, we see retaliation, don't we? Instead of going to the sin problem. My buddy, nine years ago, buried his daughter who was killed. Two years ago, he buried his second daughter. And he never retaliated all during that time. He's never retaliated. He knows what happened to the first one. He thinks he knows what happened to the second daughter. And he never retaliates. You get, you get close to someone and they betray you. You get close to someone and they manipulate. And you walk into the room and you find out they are disappointing you. So what do we do about it? What do we do? The high cost of loving and we want to make sure that we do not become a rock or an island. Is that the way it is whenever I teach a Bible class? Is that the way it is when I drive a van route and haul some darlings and some clowns? Is that the way it is whenever I serve in the leadership capacity? Is that the way it is as a parent? Is that the way it is when we have, have some children and we're trying and we're seeking to raise those children? Is that the way it is when we go to camp? Trees, son, Braden, summed up Camp Mo. He said, drama. And I said, how long have you been going to Camp Mo? And he said, uh, two years. I said, has it been any different? Still, drama. Because you put, and as Tree mentioned, you put a bunch of people together and you bring them out of their surrounding, their environment, you put them together, what's going to happen? Going to have a little bit of drama. Somebody's going to get mad and somebody's going to get hot. Somebody's going to be hungry. Somebody's going to stink. And they all they put all that together and a drama takes place. And that's why we continue. And by Thursday, guess what happens? We start unifying. We start encouraging. We start loving instead of being a rock or an island. I'll never forget the clown that I, I hugged. <clears throat> and then he immediately told me, he said, hey, I'm A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. I said, hey, I got more letters than you do, buddy. Because he was using that as a crutch. And how many times? Because we've been hurt or somebody labeled us. And so we walk around with that label said, hey, I've got all those labels too, but I've got more than you do, but it's my choice to do something about those labels, amen? Instead of saying, hey, I can't do anything because that's the way I'm, then we become a rock, or we become an island. If I'd have never loved, I would have never cried. If I'd have never loved, I'd have never cried. The fellow was a bird dog hunter. He loved to hunt the birds and he'd take his famous very expensive bird dog with him and he took him he took him out hunting for some birds and the guy was anxious and he fired that 20 gauge shotgun and he fired it too soon he blistered that bird dog so guess what happened that bird dog every time somebody would do that that bird dog run and hide under the car under the porch and hide everywhere instead of coming because he had drawn certain conclusions out of life have we become a rock 
or an island, the same way. When we draw certain con conclusions out of <clears throat> last week, two weeks ago, somebody wrote something nasty, ugly, unkind about a church. And they ripped them. They ripped the leadership. They ripped the teachers. They ripped the church. They ripped everybody in the body of Christ. <clears throat> because they got hurt. And so what is Who wins? What does Satan do with that? How they've become a rock or how they've become an island. And her husband said, hey, he's, she's got to release. And so that's how she released. Is that the way we, we release? So we tell the world and badmouth everybody because they do so and so? Am I, have I become a rock? <laughs> have I become an island? Because see, rocks and islands have no pain, no feelings. Because, and that's what happened at Brittany. We're not a bunch of Brittany dogs. We've been loved by the cross of Calvary. If I'd have never loved, I'd have never cried. I'd have never stood by that hospital bed and watched that loved one die. And I never held their hand if I'd have never loved them and watched them die. And W stood by his mom day after day, week after week. If he'd have never loved, he'd have never cried. And how many of you have done the same thing with a family member? If you'd have never loved, you'd have never cried. <clears throat> and you stand there and you're waiting for the doctor. And you wait, and you wait, and you wait. My buddy pled with his daughter not to go to South Africa. He begged. He even offered to pay. I'll pay you to stay in America. Please don't go. He begged. He pled with his son-in-law. Please don't go. That's my only daughter. Please don't go. Five years later, she came back from Benin, South Africa, in a casket, in a wooden casket, with a six-inch window at the zeroed in on her face. And all you could, you couldn't, because the casket had been nailed, completely closed, and it cost him $20,000 to get that box and the remains back to their home where they could bury him. My buddy said, before she left for South Africa, he said, I'll never see her again. He didn't come. He didn't come when we're standing with a family while the family's grieving, hugging, kissing, crying, and he didn't show up. He didn't show up. A rock and an island. If he'd have never loved, he'd have never cried. In Mark chapter 8, verse 27 through 35, Jesus and his disciples went to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? And they replied, John the Baptist, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. In verse 29, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am, Peter answered. You are the Christ, 
And Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. And he then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders, chief priests, teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this. That's right, three, amen. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. Why this scripture? Why does he say, take up your cross, anyone follow me, take up your cross, deny self, take up your cross, and follow me? Any rocks here? Any islands? Taking up a cross because those of us between the Below the exterior, below the smell, the perfume, and slicking up, me and Mountain Ann, Mountain slick up our curls. But below that, any rocks, any islands? Or do we really tell how we are, or do we really hide it? That's why I like the prodigal son, because the prodigal son, what did he do? He ran back home. All for a while, he was cruising, had all kinds of friends, runs out of everything, and he runs back home. Got tired of eating with the pigs. Jesus said, Mark chapter 8, verse 34, If anyone comes to me, let him deny, take up the cross, and follow me. That's a statement of honesty, isn't it? Jesus never once bribed. He never offered money. He never said, hey, if you come and follow me, I'll guarantee you this. I'll promise you a house. I'll promise you. He said, come and follow me. Deny self. And Jesus, and whether it's uh, wiping runny noses, whether it's driving a van, whether it's teaching a class, whether it's serving in leadership, whether it's mopping the floor, denying self. And maybe it's reading a Bible with someone. Maybe it's showing, paying attention to a bunch of boys that have fatherless, that are fatherless. They don't know anything about their dad, never knew anything about their dad. And you and I get to come along and we get to encourage them and read the Word of God. The story is told of a farmer and his wife. Farmer came inside and said, honey, come here, I want to show you something. So she followed him. They went to the chicken house. And the hen's on top of it and the roost and said, here, feel, feel of that hen. And she did, and she said, that hen is cold. And the farmer said, you know what happened? Weasel came in during the night and sucked all the blood out of that hen. But guess what that hen never did? It never left its nest and protected its wings were spread over those little chicks. And that hen protected her family and died to protect her family. 
That's what Jesus did for us. He's got his wings spread out because he wants us to be protected. He wants us to be saved and he wants us to come to him and deny self and follow him. Jesus never moved. They did. And we read all the, all the torture. Isaiah 53 that R.C. shared about. The men standing at the gate and Jesus back there praying that Sprout read about. And we looked at the crucifixion of God and we looked at the resurrection of God. Jesus never moved because he wanted us to come to him. That makes it plain, the sacrifice of Jesus, doesn't it? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for never moving away. Even though you could have called tens, thousands of angels to come down and you chose to go through with your commitment and your sacrifice because you wanted us to be redeemed. You wanted us to be loved. You didn't want us to become a rock or an island, but you wanted us to touch others and serve others and teach others and be a presence of showing up and walking faithfully with you. Thank you, God, for redeeming us. Thank you for loving us every day and every second and reminding us who we get to belong to. Thank you, God. And thank you, Lord, and thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. What a precious price that Jesus paid for us. Amen. I don't want to even think about ever becoming a rock or an island. I don't want to ever think that direction. I don't want to be that rock. I don't want to be that island. But I want to represent the one who died for me. He is risen indeed. He is risen. Amen. Therefore, we get to be risen. Let's stand and sing.